I think that there's a why behind um, people's decisions, actions, um, values. And uh, I think it's really important to be in tune with that, to be in touch with the, your purpose. Why are you doing what you're doing? Where, what are you trying to get out of it? What are you trying to achieve in life? Um, because when adversity hits you in the face and you get a bloody nose from it, like you got to be able to fall back on something. Um, and so, um, going into college, the, the plan was to go to the NFL. Um, and you know, I, I think the reason why I excelled, um, at a young age at, uh, at football. And that's something that I really took heart to is one. I, I love the game. Um, I think that you have to have a love for what you're doing. Um, and you have to enjoy it and you have to have fun. Um, but, uh, I think it really came down to just willingness to persevere. Um, I didn't have a golden route. I was from a small town that honestly people laughed at the thought of me playing at the university of Washington when I told them that was my goal. Mm -hmm. It's like, nobody's done that in our town for 15, 20 years. That's yeah. not going to happen, dude. And like, but there's a really nice D three school down the road, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, but it was just a matter of persevering through the, the ups and the downs, the ebbs and the flows, the adversity that strikes, um, constantly having people person after person tell you, you're not going to make it. Um, and being able to, um, shut those out. There's a whole lot of things that are outside of your control. Let them go. Let them go. Just focus on what is the best thing I can do. The best thing I can do to maximize my potential. My potential. My potential. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Okay, Ben. Today we have our second special guest. Um, Cole Sager was in town a little bit ago. Sat down with him to get a sense of who he was and why he did or why he does what he does. Um, so before we get to that interview, I wanted to talk to you uh, in the same way that we sort of chatted about Brooke a few weeks ago about Cole and sort of why he fits into um, why he fits so well into the team and into sort of your specific uh, sort of training methodology or, or mindset. Mm -hmm. So tell me about Cole. <laughs> um, Cole's a great dude. So anybody that's ever met Cole, anybody that even just knows him from afar through social media or watching him compete knows what kind of level of character Cole has. He is, he's the guy you want your daughter to marry. He's like the golden child. Mm -hmm. The way I first was introduced to him was when I was at the games and I was working with some other athletes in his first rookie year. And uh, he was friends with Roy Zambard, who was on level one seminar staff and I was on level one seminar mm -hmm. staff. So I got introduced to him um, through Rory and met him. And when I came back from the games, people always asked me, you know, Who'd you meet? Who'd you like? Who, what is this person like? And when they came, when came back from that first games that he was at, he was the guy I was like blown away by. His personality, his disposition, his demeanor, and his athleticism. I can remember watching him warm up for an event and he was just doing these spring jumps, kind of like just like tuck jumps across the floor. And kid you not, every single athlete in the warm-up area stopped and turned and watched it was like as if like Giselle walked through the right. walked through the athlete area or like <laughs> Michael Jackson right. like everyone stopped what they're doing and watched what you're doing and then they just kind of looked at each other like what the hell was that <laughs> it's kind of like when you like the 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 cheetah or the tiger isn't like like in the grass like waiting to attack and the 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 gazelles know that they're there so they show like I'm athletic. Don't get me. I'm athletic. Don't get me. I can spring. I can jump. Don't. That's what, that's what Cole was. Mm -hmm. And I came back and I was just incredibly excited about having a chance to meet him, who he was, but we still didn't work with each other for a while. We did the same thing we did with Brooke and all of our athletes. We brought him to work with Matt and with Katrin and with Michelle leading up to the regionals. Um, they had the Randy event in it that year. Um, and he worked with us and got to really get to know him a lot better. And then just realized he'd be a great fit for our team. We're very much a character-driven team first. Character, not that we're a bunch of characters. <laughs> we're trying to build character first. And he has it in spades. He has it better than almost anyone I've ever met. He's very religious and faith. He has a lot of faith in his life. And that carries over. And it's a really positive impact on him. And um, he's gotten really close with me and my family. Lives with us for a fair stretch of time um, leading up to the games. And... Couldn't be happier to have him as an athlete that I coach. Cool. Um, so really the only, the, the sort of the only other thing I really wanted to touch on was 
maybe sort of two parts of the same question, which is his game season last year was, mm-hmm. um, I, I would say that it was unexpected in some ways. But yeah, Cole likes to take the unorthodox that, approach to the top 10 finish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> if maybe you can tell me about what your experience or the experience of regionals last year. And mm-hmm. for, for those people who don't remember, uh, Cole went into the last workout, which was the rope climb and thrusters. thruster. Uh, and he basically needed to win it, if I, if I remember correctly. Uh, he needed a lot more than that. He okay. needed to win it and a whole lot of other pieces to fall. Whether He was in ninth place and they will take the top five. Okay. It's... It, it's you know what it's equivalent to? It's equivalent to being in the Super Bowl down 28 to 3 <laughs> with 17 minutes left. It's impossible. Go Pats. Okay. <laughs> okay. So from your perspective, because you were there, what did that look like um, from your end in terms of like, where did you, how did you help? Yeah. It, did you at all or did you just, yep. was it just cold? And like, walk me through that sort of that 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah, definitely. So... Um, the Northwest Regional and Canada West Regional, I forget what they combined that super region into, but he was in ninth place going to the last event. This was my first time coaching Cole in a competition. Mm-hmm. And any coach that's ever done this before knows how hard that is. You don't have the built-up repertoire. You don't have the built-up trust. You don't know what makes the athlete go, what makes him tick, what's going to shut him down. So I'm coaching the whole time very hands-off, like very... You know, if you if if level one is me doing nothing and level ten is really aggressive controlling everything, I'm probably at a, a two or a three. Mm-hmm. I'm basically giving him big broad brushstrokes because I don't know what how he to, needs. I don't know what he needs and how he operates. Yeah. And he, he's told me the whole time he does a really nice job when he's calm, and he, he and it seems like it. He does he in the warm up area. He's calm in the in the the, the the box where we're watching the event, he's calm and he's t- taking naps and he's relaxed. And that's, so that's what I'm trying to do the whole time is not get him hyped up for events. And he's doing well, but starts to slip and not do so well. He falls out of the top five to ninth place going to the last event. And my buddy and Matt's agent and my agent, Matt O'Keefe, turns to me and goes, you know, this is BS. He's a football player. He is not he does not operate when he's calm. He does not want to be. He's a football player. He needs to run through a run through a, a run through a human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs to destroy something. So I was like, "You're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're probably a better coach than I am." So, leading up to that last event, I did the normal like, "Your race, focus on you. Do what you have to do. Do all the good stuff." And I didn't want to get him too psyched up. Then right before he went on, we always do like a quick little, he does his warm up. I follow him around the warm up, help him out with any sort of like little tiny tweaks, not a lot. And he goes to like, we give the high five, the bro hug. And then he goes to to leave and turn for the athlete corral. And I don't let go of his hand. And I just held on to him and I pulled him right back into me. And this is, I'm getting, getting goosebumps just talking about this. I pull him back into me. And when I pull him in, I pull him in real aggressively. And I look him right in the eyes. And right then I was like, I, he just gave me this look before I even said anything. Mm-hmm. That was like, like, what coach? Like, tell me. Yeah. Like, it was just like this, like, and I, I told him, I was like, you know, not to overdramatize it, but I basically told him like, you're a football player. You know, this enough with the niceties. It's, it's, it's fourth and one. You have to get in the goal line to score. You're down by a touchdown. You don't get, you don't even, you don't get the ball. The ball's not going to you. You're the fullback. Go and knock the effing head off the linebacker. You do that, your team wins. You got to clear a path for someone else. And he got all, usually he gets in the athlete crowd. He told me this story afterwards. Usually he gets in the athlete crowd and he's very serene, meditative, mm-hmm. faithful, prayer. And this one, he's or he's joking and like slapping five fives with all his buddies there. This one, he he couldn't even look, his, look up with his eyes because he was just so driven and so focused and the long story short of it is he went out and won that workout and who knows if it's his faith or somebody else looking after him, but everything else fought, fell where it needed to fall for him to be able to go from ninth to fifth and qualify for a spot, went to the games. And then the cool thing is from the games, barely squeaked into regionals at the games, he came in fifth in the world. Yeah. So he's made a lot of gains since then. Um, he's definitely a, a game day athlete, super fun to coach. And I learned a lot about what makes Cole tick. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's not what Cole thought made him tick. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. It's a All fun, right. fun, real fun experience. And uh, I'm not saying that my talk was what got him through. Yeah. It was also having to be a wheelhouse workout for him. Yeah. Could not. It get, it's yeah. his two best movements literally in the world is rope climbs and thrusters. Mm-hmm. Wall balls are up there too. But those, if I had to pick a workout, that's it. So that helps as well. And it's also another reason you can get someone to compete aggressively. It's hard to give that talk when it's something that they need to pace yeah. or something that they need to be smart or so. Yeah, it all it all sort of lined up. Everything lined up and thankfully worked out really well. Awesome. All right, cool. Let's jump to the interview with Cole. All right, sir. Thanks for uh thanks for taking some time. Yeah, absolutely. Um first thing I wanted to talk to you about is trying to get a sense of where you've come from in terms of um, your athletic background and maybe kind of a little bit about uh, how and where you grew up just to get a sense of that. So maybe we start with um, where did you grow up and sort of what was your, what was your childhood like? What were you, what were you sort of most into uh, growing up as a kid? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I grew up in a small town, uh, Burlington, Washington. Um, It's on the the Western side of Washington state, a little farm town about, um, when I was growing up, maybe 7,000 people, um, very small high school. Uh, I believe my graduating class was just under 200 people. Mm-hmm. You know, it just well, it wasn't a big school, um, small, close-knit community. And, and I, I really enjoyed that. I liked that a lot. Um, it kind of one of those towns when football games are on, like the town was there, yeah. you know, and it was, it was cool. Like I mean, high school games, like that was the yeah. place to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, it was always full. The, the home bleachers were always full and to the point where, um, people would actually stand around the track and even fill in on the, on the visitor side. Um, and we had a couple, uh, really good seasons when I was, uh, playing high school football, the, where we had, you know, a good, good string of seasons, um, made it to, uh, state championship, different things like that, you know, or at least yep. to, uh, the semi, uh, semifinals in the playoffs, you know, just, just good teams, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, so it's easy for a community to get around that and get excited behind that. So, um, very fun to be a part of that, but growing up in a small town, um, in a, in a farm town, really, we had, we had some acreage, you know, we played outside a lot, um, tried a lot of different things, a lot of different sports, um, I dabbled in just about everything, you know, from BMX to rollerblading, skateboarding, snowboarding. Um, we raced some goat carts for a little bit. Um, I, I had a year uh, where I where I thought I could be a motocross rider because my friends were, and then <laughs> that quickly was a realization that nope, <laughs> you don't have what that takes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, you know, just just different things like that. Just got to really play play a lot, have fun, um, just, uh, be adventurous and whatnot. And I think that was great because it, uh, it gave me great ad- adaptation, um, for athletic skills, you mm-hmm. know, in a lot of different areas. And that was all pre-football, you know, and then, and then I started getting into, uh, about age 12 or so, maybe sixth grade, um, started playing football, getting a little bit more into the team sports, um, focus in, you know, basketball, football, track, um, wrestled for a few years. So, um, I even did, uh, um, uh, I think it was Subak Do. It was a Korean martial arts, Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Korean martial arts. I did that, uh, when I was a kid, like just yeah. a bunch of different things. Um, and I think that's really cool. Part of getting to grow up in a small town is you did to, to experience a lot of those different things. I, I wasn't, uh, into technology. I didn't play a lot of video games. I wasn't cooped up inside. You know, we went out and we played on the acreage. We went down to the river and we swam and, um, you know, played down there and, you know, it was just a, just a good time. Great, great childhood. Um, so, and I had a great family that was always supportive of that. You know, um, my parents were always, you know, let's, let's go try new things. Let's go, let's just, let's just go have an adventure, go mm-hmm. explore, you know, and, uh, constantly we had, uh, I have two, a brother, older brother, younger brother, so two brothers and the middle child. Um, and they're constantly just run us to different events because they wanted to see us succeed yeah. in something. They don't wanted to see us, um, be a part of a team, um, learn those disciplines, those values, um, and, uh, so yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was, it was a great time. Um, were you the type of kid who no matter what sport or activity or didn't really matter, you sort of were, were pretty good at it. Like, did you have the ability to sort of adapt to whatever sort of physical task was thrown at you growing up or were you particularly good at say X, but not, but not Z? Uh, I, I, I'm, I think it would be, uh, 
wrong of me to say that I wasn't. I, I did. It things came fairly easy, and you know, I'm very thankful for that. It. Um, I was a very competitive person too, so it made for a, a, a fun childhood. You know, it's like <laughs> a dangerous I'm mix. really competitive, and I just want to win. And then you know, and, I, and as soon as I pick something up, you know, I, I might stumble with it for a little bit, yeah. but I figure it out quick. Um, and it's always kind of been that way. And it was nice. I mean, even played off this it's, uh, some aspects of my competitive CrossFit career now. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, yeah, it, it's I've been very fortunate with that. It just kind of had a knack for a lot of different things. Um, and pick things up pretty quick. How much do you think, how, how much of that was affected by having two brothers, and especially being having one older and a, and a younger brother? How much, how much of that drive or how much of that competitive spirit was fed by that environment that you were in? Uh, a lot. Yeah. Um, a lot. I'm, I'm, I would be known as the athlete in the family. Um, my brothers did sports and, 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 and whatnot, but I was the one that really took heart to it and, and, uh, um, put a lot of my focus into it and just kind of took off with, um, with sports, but, um, having an older brother, he was three years older. Um, and I wanted to keep up. Yeah. Um, and he had a lot of athletic friends and I wanted to keep up with them, you know? So, uh, I was very fortunate where, where I grew up. Um, I was actually old for my grade, but, our sports teams didn't weren't based off of your grade. They were based off of age groups. Okay. So I played with an older age group mm-hmm. because that was my age. So I didn't play with my grade until high school when that right. all catches when up all. to you. Yeah. So it was really cool to have that dynamic growing up because that, as well as trying to keep up with a three year, you know, a brother who's three yeah. years older than you, forces you to adapt skills and assets and and values that. You ha- if you want to keep up, you yeah. have to have that, yeah. you know? So, um, and then just the value of, of those guys wanting to see me succeed yeah. as well. Um, that they, they really poured a lot of energy into me. Um, had a couple of you know, those guys really mentor me, take me into the weight room. Uh, when I started getting the weight room, show me the ropes, yep. um, show me how to run better, run faster, all those different types of things. So I think that played a huge aspect yeah. into, into my development. Did your parents encourage that sort of, um, that sort of aspirational element to looking up to your brother and wanting to be like them? Did, did they try to protect you at all from what I imagine was, you know, inevitably not not being as good or not being as fast or not being as strong? Did they push you into making sure that you were kind of in over your head more often? Or do you, do you get the sense now looking back that there were times where they, they, they tried to protect you against your own, your own instincts. Maybe my mom said, uh, if, uh, if you, uh, make a mistake or something like that, you just pay the consequences, you know, <laughs> like yeah. it was like, let's, let's go, let's go be the best version of ourselves. Like, like, honestly, my mom and my dad were, they were just all about, about going and, and doing great things to go do something great. And, and, and great didn't have to be, uh, you, you know, you, make a million dollars in a year or, or you graduate from just a, an amazing, pristine, um, school or, or anything like that. It's, you don't have to have the 4.0 GPA. You don't have to, um, make it to the NFL. It wasn't, that's not, that wasn't greatness. It was just going and doing your best, mm-hmm. um, giving, giving your best to any situation that you're in, not quitting, not giving up. You know, like that was one of the things that was, was preached a lot to me. Um, just don't like, just keep going. Like, don't give up. Don't quit on something just because it's hard, just because it's difficult. Don't do that. Um, so I think that was really, I mean, that was a huge play into um, my drive as a kid, um, you know, especially with a com- an already competitive attitude, them driving that forward is like, don't give up, don't quit, work hard. Like, you can go achieve things if you just put your mind to it, mm-hmm. um, you know, which sure, they sound cliche, but but it's true. And, and, and it really hit home with me. So football obviously became the sport, like you said, I think you said 12 or 13, that mm-hmm. that became sort of your sport. Yeah. And clearly you, you went to, you went to school to play football. Mm-hmm. Did you, were you a scholarship athlete or were you, uh, did you walk on or? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I actually started as a, a preferred walk on, um, essentially, um, uh, a scholarship fell through at a school at university of Washington. Um, they had a coaching change, um, we were talking scholarship there. And then, um, when the, um, when that coaching staff was fired and the new one came in, it just kind of dropped some of the recruiting pool and whatnot. And then it was fine. Such a restarted. And they said, Hey, look, if you, 
if you if you come walk on as you know as a scholarship athlete that came, I came on at the same time as scholarship athletes did and whatnot if you come come in and you walk on and you earn a starting position on any team could be special teams kickoff yep. punt return offense or defense whatever um well on your scholarship gotcha. um and, and so that's that's what happened um and I was able I was very fortunate to play uh, four years at the University of Washington mm-hmm. um Went to three bowl games, which was, I mean, those are amazing experiences. And I can go into the depth of, of playing at UW. And it's just, it's, it's incredible. I, I wish more people got the opportunities that I have gotten in my lifetime. Yeah. Um, it, it shows a lot about your character, challenges you, um, causes you to grow um, in ways that I don't think anything else will ever cause you to grow. Now are, you say, are you saying that football does that or that something specific to your experience in college uh, you know, I think team sports. Team I mean, sports. I mean, you can really break that down into a lot of different ways. I think team sports, yeah, team sports in general. Whether you're playing basketball, volleyball, uh, soccer, you know, baseball. What I mean, team sports having to those are going to instill values in your life that you're going to take with you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that playing in a collegiate setting um, is something that also then will instill other values, challenge you in ways that you otherwise wouldn't have been challenged, but, and then take it to a level where you're playing a division one school in the pac 12 that is in the top 25, Mm -hmm. that kind of challenge, that kind of adversity, that kind of pressure then just continues to instill. I mean, I think they all kind of have their own ways and continue to build on each other as you, um, I mean, you go to the NFL and that's, that's a whole nother ball game. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, yeah. I think that all kind of builds on each other. Um, Two questions. One, what what made you uh, a good football player? What, whether athletically, mentally, however you want to answer that. And then the second question is, did you go into college playing football with the with the thought that you were going to continue to play beyond college professionally, mm-hmm. or was college somehow the sort of the pinnacle that in your mind you were always training to play mm-hmm. high level f- college football, and then but not not sure. beyond that sure sure um yeah i actually uh, um i set out with the with the goal to play in the nfl that that was i mean from a from a small age um and it and it is so much deeper than playing in the nfl i didn't want to play in the nfl just because that's the cool thing to do um i mean it is the cool thing to do and, <laughs> and it would be cool to yeah. do it's not the only <laughs> yeah. yeah um but uh it's it's so much deeper than that there there's um i think that there's a why behind um people's decisions actions um values and uh i think it's really important to be in tune with that to be in touch with the your purpose why are you doing what you're doing where what are you trying to get out of it what are you trying to achieve in life um because when adversity hits you in the face and you get a bloody nose from it like you got to be able to fall back on something um and so um going into college the the plan was to go to the nfl um and you know i i think the reason why i excelled um, at a young age at, uh, at football. And that's something that I really took heart to is one. I, I love the game. Um, I think that you have to have a love for what you're doing. Um, and you have to enjoy it and you have to have fun. Um, but, uh, I think it really came down to just willingness to persevere. Um, I didn't have a golden route. I was from a small town that honestly, people laughed at the thought of me playing at the university of Washington when I told them that was my goal. Mm-hmm. It's like, nobody's done that in our town for 15, 20 years. That's yeah. not going to happen, dude. And like, but there's a really nice D D three school down the road, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, but it was just a matter of persevering through the, the ups and the downs, the ebbs and the flows, the adversity that strikes, um, constantly having people person after person tell you, you're not going to make it. Um, and being able to, um, shut those out, shut those voices out. Um, you know, and, and obviously a, a whole lot of hard work yeah. and being willing to put in the extra hours. You know, I can't tell you how many times I was up at the weight room by 530, um, actually <laughs> to the point where we had some uh, some buddies in high school or we actually broke in the weight room one time because <laughs> they wouldn't let us in. So we Jeez. broke in because we just wanted to work out. We wanted to get it in. Yep. And uh, I probably shouldn't have done that. It was the wrong thing to do. But you know what? I was uh, I was committed. Yeah. Let's, let's, so. let's put it that way. Yeah. You weren't a delinquent. You were committed. <laughs> um, 
So, uh, but anyways, through that perseverance and that hard work, um, there was something underlying there. There was something much deeper. And like I said, and, um, it was, it was my purpose. It was my why. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that was to build a platform to be able to share, uh, my story, um, share my values, uh, and, and encourage people, inspire people. Um, that's what I want out of life. I want to, I want to look at the person who feels like they have just been beaten down, beaten down, beaten down. And I want to give them a hand to just help them up. Like, I, I, if that's, that's all it is, I just want to help them up, mm-hmm. you know, because if they can get up, they can keep going, you know, and, and, and I want my story to be that. And I want my, um, my career to be just an encouragement and inspiration to people. And, uh, so I wanted to play in the NFL because I thought that was going to be the platform, it's a big platform, it, right? Yeah, yeah. You really think so. Like that's, that's massive. Yeah. Um, so all through college, that just, you know, it, it, that was that was where it was. And, and it wasn't until um, my senior year uh, with just a with a string of events um, that kind of came about. And that's when, you know, that's when I shifted focus and, and started getting into CrossFit. Um, and I realized that, you know, maybe the NFL wasn't wasn't where I, where I should be. That probably wasn't the best platform. And, and, and maybe there's another opportunity. So where. um Maybe maybe a better question is when and how did you recognize this idea of the why or the importance of the why? You know, because it sounds like to me, it, it sounds like it came much earlier for you than it does for most people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's, for a lot of people, it doesn't come at all. Yeah. So what happened in your life or, you know, what got you to a place where you were at least aware enough to stop and say, you know, what is it that like, what is, what is it that I'm mm-hmm. really trying to accomplish here? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I love the concept and idea of being a champion, like championship mindset, you know, it's something that when you're in sports and especially high level sports, it's something that's talked about a lot, having a championship mindset. Um, and, and it's funny because you can work to have a championship mindset all you want on your own. Um, but I kind of touched on that a little bit when I talked about where I came from. Um, I truly believe that it takes a community to raise a champion. It takes dozens, possibly hundreds, who knows, maybe even thousands of people and the impact of those people to drive and forward a champion. Mm-hmm. The sacrifices that all those people have made in their life, um, the encouragement that they've provided, all that stuff. So I think that at a young age, I had just mentors and... Um, loved ones, friends that just over time said one thing or another and that just slowly started to grip and grab and stick with me. And I started to realize like, you know, it's it's more than me just going out and having fame. It's more than me just making a bunch of money. It's more than me being popular in a space or just, you know, whatever it is. It's more than that. Um, and I think in high school, it really hit home um, when uh, um, I befriended a, a, a kid that um, was just developing at, at, at a slower rate. You know, he was a, um, he was what you would call mentally challenged. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, th- this kid, he's just, he's just, I don't know what it was, but um, he saw me uh, doing some speed training out in, during the summer. He saw me doing some speed training. Um, and, uh, I was with a buddy and we were doing some sprints and he snuck up on us and we had a football just kind of sitting there and he ran out on the field and he stole our football <laughs> and he ran off. <laughs> the funny thing was, is he forgot his skateboard. <laughs> so I, uh, as he's running off and he's yelling and screaming, ah, yeah. I just raised up a skateboard. <laughs> I'm like, ah, you know, and, and so he comes back over to me, you know, and, uh, um, you know, he brings, he brings the, the ball back and we exchange and we talk for a little bit and he takes off and, and I don't see him again for months, uh, until, um, until school starts, football season started. Well, uh, in my senior year, um, open up the season. I had a string of three or four games right at the beginning of the season. Um, that had just really good rushing, uh, a really good rushing game. Um, a lot of tackles, just really Honestly, like it was stoked to open up a season that way, like especially my senior season. You know, I was like, yes. Um, and, uh, you know, him being at those games, he heard my name and my number a lot. So he finally put two and two together when he saw who I was and recognized me from the field, saw my jersey on, uh, on you know, Jersey Friday. You, you yep. were blue and gold. 
we wear blue and gold because our school. <laughs> um, you wear a jersey to school and it has a name on it, and you kind of put it all together. Um, and from that point, um, he found me between every class, be after school, before school, as whenever he could find me and be around me, he wanted to be around me. Um, and, uh, you know, just again, very fortunate to have a community raise me in a way that's like, I was gifted with, with athletic potential. Um, I was gifted with popularity. I, I was, I was a popular kid, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, understanding at a young age and having those mentors like really like delve into my life and say like, like it's, it's more than just being popular. Like you got to do the right thing. Um, you know, and, and it, which is funny because now I have like something that sticks with me is like, like it's always like doing the right thing is always the right thing. <laughs> period Mm -hmm. you know integrity at its finest Mm -hmm. um you know so integrity just preached a lot to me and uh so i really focused on not just being a jock like i didn't want to just be a jock and when this kid just wanted to be around me all the time and all my friends just couldn't wrap their heads around why are you like he's annoying Mm -hmm. like just like he's obnoxious like Mm -hmm. why i mean can't we tell him to go away like I eventually just like, you know, finally, if you guys can handle like me and him will go eat lunch over here. And we just started eating lunch every single day together over at a different table in the cafeteria. Some friends were cool with it and they would come over and say, oh, hey, Patrick, how you doing? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and it was great. And everybody wasn't, you know, anti, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, I still have a lot of good friends, mm-hmm. you know, that were you know very kind. Um, but uh, it was at that point that I was like, this is a, this is a life. A, a, a human being that I could really make an impact in their life. And he really looks up to me and it's like, wow, like that is real. That, that is the, that's the difference. That's what it's about. It's about living our lives for other, for other people. Our, our lives aren't meant for us. They're meant for the betterment of everybody else around us. Mm-hmm. What we do is going to encourage and inspire and motivate everybody around people around that you may not ever know and not ever touch you know like you see or it, like it's more than that you know and I, and I think that that is really I mean that is what drove me um at a young age and and brought me to where I am now and and is really what has built the foundation of why I do what I do it's it's the main reason why I got into CrossFit and, and I didn't really touch on it much um but it's the kind of some of the combinations of that and and some other stuff um is kind of why I even chose to get into CrossFit in the first right. place, you know? Um, so yeah, it, it's, uh, it's been, it's been cool. It's, it really hits home for me and I have, I have a really strong sense of that. And I think that that's kind of where it stemmed from. What did, what did your transition from considering yourself a football player to considering yourself a CrossFit athlete? What did that, how long did that transition take? <laughs> what kind of stumbles did you hit sort of along yeah. the way? Yeah. And, um, and sort of what were the big lessons that you pulled out of that? It's actually kind of funny. It was very fast. Yeah. It was a very fast transition. <laughs> um, we, uh, I had a friend that was in the mil- in, in the military. He was in the army. Um, and, uh, he came, I think he was on leave for something. And, uh, anyways, he came, uh, uh Cody came home and he was like, Hey, let's, uh, I'm going to come down to Seattle. I'm going to visit you. Um, and by the way, let's go out to Chipotle. So we went to Chipotle, um, uh, because you know, paleo and stuff, you know, <laughs> I had a burrito ball. <laughs> I was playing football. <laughs> I ate everything. Um, and, uh, he was like, bro, you're going to give up this CrossFit or this, uh, football dream and you're going to start doing CrossFit. Yeah. I looked at him. I was like, no, <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> like CrossFit, they do pushups and pull-ups with bands. Like, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> like, I'm gonna stick over here with squats and bicep curls because mm-hmm. that's, that's what I did. You know, like, um, and he was like, "No, like, don't, don't be an idiot. Like, check it out." I was like, "Okay, like, I'll, I'll look at this. Like, I'll look into it. Whatever." And I kind of walked away from it. Like, yeah, right, dude. This is sounds silly. I've heard a lot of weird things about CrossFit. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good. Like, I'm just going to continue on my path and and I'll figure it out. Um, But he actually, he sent me some videos um, Mm -hmm. and it was of Dan Bailey and Rich Froning. Okay. Um, And they were talking about their faith. And 
what hit home for me was seeing two people highly respected in a community out there sharing their faith. And I am very, very strong in my faith. Like that, that is a huge part of me. It's a big value of me. I, I wear it boldly. If you go to my Instagram, like I talk about it a lot. I'm not here to be a Bible thumper. Like mm-hmm. that's not, that's not what it, what it is. Um, you know, it, it's just about living a life for others, you know, and, and, but seeing two highly respected people in the community talking about their faith because they want to better the community. That was attractive. Mm-hmm. Like that is cool. Seeing people who want to just better others. Wow. I want to be part of that community. That's a really cool community. And I, so I started, started looking at the community. Like I started watching videos, um, started, uh, I got on, uh, CrossFit HQ just to, or the CrossFit.com just to kind yeah. of see like what's going on and seeing this community that wants to grow, wants to change, want, they want to be better. Mm-hmm. Like CrossFitters want to be better. How cool is that? That is awesome. People who want to be inspired, want to be encouraged and want to be a better version of themselves. It's like, heck yeah. You know? So, um, then I, I then I looked up some uh, some archive footage of the CrossFit Games, and I was like, "Wow, that's sweet!" <laughs> like, they're that's not doing cool. bands. They're not, <laughs> they're not bands. Yeah, they're not, <laughs> not, everything's not banded, you know. And actually, I think the first video I saw was uh, uh, of man, maybe it was like 2011 CrossFit Games, maybe 2012. They uh, had to climb a rope up and over, um, yep. up and over a wall, and yep. then do like hand release push ups and stuff. Yep. And I was like, "That's awesome!" Like. <laughs> I'm doing that, yeah. you know. Um, but really the transition happened when I realized that um, playing in the NFL, it would be amazing. There's a long road to become great in the NFL and you have to be the cream of the crop, the cream of the crop in order to get a large following to make the impact that you truly want to make. Because... The NFL, most of the community in the NFL are people who are kind of set in their ways. They sit around the couch a lot. They just want to watch some football, eat some potato chips, do their thing, right? And they just want to be entertained by the glory days, some football, whatever. And then, I mean, it's totally cool. I love the game. I love watching football. Like, I get it. But I looked over and I saw the CrossFit community and I was like, that's a community that, yeah, sure, it's a whole lot smaller, but there are more people within it that want to change, that mm-hmm. want to be impacted. And I was like, that's the kind of platform that I want to build and I want to be a part of. So I made the decision. I was like, I want to be a CrossFitter. I'm going to go to the CrossFit Games. At that point, then I went and tried a CrossFit workout. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go to the CrossFit Games yep. because I'm going to build a platform in there so I can just share with people. I can encourage people. I can love on people. By the way, I should probably try one of their workouts. <laughs> so, <laughs> see if I'm good at this. Yeah, yeah. Ah, let's try to see if we can do this. Actually, yeah. so actually, uh, it was kind of funny. I was I was just sharing this uh, the other day with Ben. Uh, um, my first CrossFit workout was actually just after the Las Vegas Bowl of my senior year. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think it was like I think we got home like January second or something like that of 2013. And uh, we flew home um, the day after the game, and we got home about uh, 9.30, maybe 8.30, something like that, just kind of in the evening. And uh, I went over to the student rec center. I got off the bus, went right over to the student rec center because I had already made my decision, like, football is done. It is, it is well, I, was, I, was, I had almost made that decision. <laughs> Still had to do the workout first. Yeah. See if I was good at it. <laughs> you know? We were putting all the chips in quite yeah, yeah. yeah. so, Still pretty good football. I don't know if I'm going to cross it yet. Um, so then I had, uh, I had actually gone over to the student uh, rec center, and I loaded up the barbell, and I was going to do grace. Mm-hmm. That was going to be my first workout um, uh, that I was going to do. I didn't know the difference between pounds and kilos. Oh, yeah. So I loaded up the big plates yeah. that looked like 45 pounds. <laughs> they were not. <laughs> they were 55 pounds. They nice. were 25 kilos. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did I did Grace at 155 mm-hmm. for the first workout. Already scaling up. Yeah. Because yeah. why not? You know, I'm going to the CrossFit Games, right. remember? Like, that was already you in gotta, my mind. You got to get ready. <laughs> um, threw, threw it down. Um, I was pretty happy with how the workout went. Um, just kind of stoked. I was like, yeah, like, we're... We're going to do this. Um, time was actually pretty good. I was like, sweet. Like, this is cool. Like, yep. and then to find out that I actually scaled up, I was like, wow, that time's even better. Like, yeah. cool. You know? So, 
um, you know, then from there just kind of, you know, ventured on and, mm-hmm. and, uh, slowly got into it, made it to my first regionals, uh, in 2013, just a yep. few months later. Um, so learned muscle ups just, uh, I think maybe a month, less than a month. It would have been, yeah, it would have been less than a month before the open, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, wow, this all happened so quick. And again, yeah. I think that some of that played into my background as a child, yeah. playing a lot of different sports. I just picked up on something. Yep. Um, you know, I just kind of had a knack for movements to watch people do muscle ups and, uh, okay, let's go try it. Yep. You know, and, and so very fortunate there, but yeah, it was, it was a quick transition just happened yeah. like that. So it's interesting. I don't, I, I don't know that there is anybody else who can say that they look at CrossFit or the CrossFit games as a platform first and not a, I don't know what else to call it, but a, uh, uh, an, uh, an, an, uh, a personal goal or a personal mm-hmm. aim for mm-hmm. them. Right. And I think that that's really interesting. I think that that sets you apart. I'm wondering if you ever get any pushback for being so open about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because it's, uh, it's different. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just different. So especially because you're so open about it, yeah. you know, have you, have you received any pushback? Do you get in, do you get the sense that people react to that in a way that obviously it's not intended for? Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. I get, I actually get the question a lot. Like, um, are games athletes mean <laughs> like you get yeah. that a lot because people see on tv they're, they're intense yeah. like the crossfit games are intense yeah. we're going to battle like so everybody looks tough as nails and mean like, right. yeah of course we look yeah. like that we're yeah. going to battle like um i don't I, I couldn't tell you a mean crossfitter yeah couldn't tell you a mean games athlete like all people that i love hanging out with i love training with they're just they're just a blast um you know, I really, in my life, I just, I, I think that one of the most important things are people I have a passion for people and I just want to love on them, you know? So it's like, we're hanging out. Like, I just, I just want, I just want to be friends. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I just want to find ways to do that. I want to try to relate to as many people as I can, you know? So I, I don't, I don't feel like I get a lot of pushback for that. Um, you know, and I, I get that, um, you know, maybe my outspoken faith might rub people the wrong way. And, you know, I never intend for that again. I don't want to be a Bible thumper. Mm-hmm. You know, I just... I'm just here to express and, and just, you know, really, truly love on people and just encourage them and inspire them, you know, and, um, you know, and that, that just happens to stem a lot from my faith, right? you know, that, that's what it is. And, uh, so no, I, I don't, I don't get much pushback, you know, it's just CrossFit games. Athletes are just nice people. <laughs> Crossfitters are just nice people, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, you know, I'm sure maybe some of the other, uh, communities that, troll on the internet or something like that say stuff but mm-hmm. um you know one of the values that i really work hard on is just minimizing distractions mm-hmm. you know, so if they do i don't see it cool and that's fine you know i don't i don't and if i did see it okay <laughs> i'm still gonna be that person yeah you know so yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> where so the transition from a team player to an individual athlete mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you had a long time as a as a team member, so it yeah. wouldn't surprise me if there wasn't something kind of nice about kind of going on your own for a while. But was that was that something that you had to get accustomed to, or was that or how have you adjusted to sort of this the individual nature of mm-hmm. the sport, but also the training for the sport, yeah. which I imagine is the is really the biggest change from yeah. I, I work out with fifty guys every day to whatever it looks like yeah. now. Yeah, um, honestly. There is not much of a difference. Yeah. There really isn't like people think that there's this huge difference, but when approaching it the way that I that I've talked about with having a sense of purpose behind what you do, the reason why you do something doesn't change a whole lot. The kind of the basic fundamentals are still there. Um, because I was willing to work hard and persevere through some adversities growing up and 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 through sports and coaches or whatever it is. Um I was willing to go out and work out on my own. I didn't have to hit the weight room with the team. I didn't have to wait until a friend came. I was going to go do it regardless. 
if a friend came or not, if the team was there or not, I was going to go work out. I was going to go speed train. I was going to go do this. Uh, in, in college, um, I knew that I wasn't the most gifted and I, I didn't have a set path to the NFL, but I still wanted to go. So I always pulled two a days and I just did that on my own. The second session, it was just on my own. So I got used to training a lot on my own. Um, so when you take that and you transfer that over to CrossFit, well, now I'm just training all the time. And, and I already kind of experienced that of what it's like. It's like you have to be able to motivate yourself to get in the gym. Well, I train a lot in my garage now. I don't get out a lot. Kind of in this little hermit hole. <laughs> it's great when I do get friends. It's like, oh, people, yay! You know, but um, but it's because I, I I wanted a garage gym because whenever I feel the motivation to go, just go. When I don't feel the motivation to go, I find it and I just go. And it's right there and it's next to me. It's like it's just it's time to go, time to work. It's time to get some work in, you know. And and you just find that motivation within yourself. And you have to have a sense of purpose. You have to have a why behind it. And so when I compete now, when you competed on a team, you competed a lot for your teammates. Mm-hmm. You did a, like team sports. It's amazing to see where people will go in order to do something just tremendous for somebody else. Yep. They'll take themselves to their wits end, to their limits. It's incredible to see. I love it. Fires me up. But... In an individual sport, a lot of times you'll get people that are just like, ah, you know, if I just back off a little bit, and like nobody else will really know. And yeah. it's, I'm the only one that's going to know if I backed off, like, eh, you know. But when you have a purpose and you have a why behind what you're doing, it's like, I can't let the person down who's going to be inspired by my actions today that may only see it five years from now two years from now, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there's somebody out there in the future at some point in time that's going to see what I'm doing and what I'm persevering through and it's going to inspire. It's going to change their life. It's going to impact them. Mm-hmm. And having that purpose for me is really what drives that, you know, and, and you know, somebody else might have a different purpose. I, it, I'm not saying that everybody's life has to be about going out and inspiring everybody and impacting lives. Like it could be your family. Like, like you want to set yourself up financially for your family or you want to do x y and z for some friends or you know whatever it is like if you have that sense of purpose and you have that why behind it like that same grit and determination to prepare and to uh excel for your teammates still comes out mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's it's still there it still comes out as part of you because you have something that really anchors in of why you're out there in the first place and if you don't have that the it's really easy to distract yourself or to convince yourself to let up on the gas. Voices, right? Yeah. There's constant voices just chirping away. Slow yep. down. Yep. Oh, this it is feels start, so much. It feels start, so much. Yeah, yeah it feels so much better if I wasn't going so yeah, fast. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I'm going really fast. If I just slow down just a little bit, yeah. nobody will know, and I'll feel a whole lot better. So you, you know? have to. You have to. The the why or the purpose sort of is the is the louder voice or it's the overriding voice. It has to be that, bigger that than all the other voices. It has to be bigger than the pain. It has to be bigger than the distractions. It has to be different than than the struggle and the adversity because they're all going to come. Everybody's going to deal with adversity. It's going to hit everybody in the face. It's a matter of how you react to it. So it has to be bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What is um, what is one mistake or one common um, flaw that you see a lot of people struggle with with who are who want to um, whether it's get to the CrossFit Games or just simply mm-hmm. sort of max out their athletic potential? What do you? What is a common thing that you see that's holding people back to being able to? To, to being able to get to the point, uh, athletically, to get to the point where they want to get to. Whether it's CrossFit Games or whether it's, mm-hmm. I just want to do better at the mm-hmm. Open this mm-hmm. year. Um, you know, I, I think that you're really hitting the nail on the head of, of a lot of the things that we talk about with Ben. Um, which, it's, it's really cool because Ben and I have a great relationship. I We meshed really well. Like, a lot of the things that I cared about, that I had learned, that I grew up with, learned firsthand... He preaches. Yeah. He preaches all the time. We talk about it all the time. And uh, it is truly, I mean, I think what you're talking about and and what I refer to is maximizing your potential. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to wake up every day and I want to maximize potential. I want to, Ben words it in, like, I want to maximize minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, 
that hit home for me because I will always tell myself is maximize your potential. If I maximize my minutes, I can maximize my potential. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pay attention to sleep. I'm gonna pay attention to recovery. I'm gonna have better nutrition. Like all these different things, like that I can control. I'm gonna maximize. And uh, I think it comes down to that. I think it's and really, I mean, the better way to put it that Ben puts it is a commitment to the process. Mm-hmm is is being committed to that loving the process knowing that if you just follow the process it's what's going to it's what's going to maximize your potential and so i I think that's what's that really is what hits home for me it's what i focus on a lot um you know and i want to see more people in this world maximize their potential you know i want to see them i want i want to see the 40 year old mom that's working a job that she's making her sick that she doesn't like to be i want to see her do what she wants to do i want to see what makes her happy i want to see families that are just choking and 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 starving from some over being over in debt you know and and you know working paycheck to paycheck like i want to see them flourish i want to see them thrive you know and it's if they can find a sense of purpose and they can truly maximize their day their minutes their potential like Man, that would be so cool to see those changes in people's lives. Like, and and I just hope that these CrossFit games, not not just me, like all CrossFit games athletes, like everybody's in the gym working hard. Like, like you, go go watch any other CrossFit games athlete. They're all doing it too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like I want people to realize that there's so much more to just being a CrossFit games athlete than just happen to work out quickly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah. we all work out pretty fast. That's cool. It's like <laughs> what's behind the curtain that goes into why they can work out quickly it's because they're committed. They're working hard. They're persevering through adversity. Like, and it's so, it's so cool to see. And it's really inspirational. And, and, and I truly believe like one of the things I tell people a lot is I truly believe that there is something inspiring about everybody's story. And if we just take one moment to look for it, to find it, we can find a sense of inspiration from anybody. It, you don't have to have the amazing inspirational speaker on YouTube and you know, sit in front of them and watch his videos every day. And like, if you just take a moment to just sit and listen to somebody's story, I'm, I'm very certain that you will very frequently find something inspiring about about their story, and that you can take away, you can take into your own life. You know, so um, yeah. I think we will leave it at that. Thank you, Cole. Yeah, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.